Internet outrage is poisoning the way we communicate. Everyone's angry, everyone's canceled, and no one's allowed to think for themselves. So we're here to fix that. Welcome to Subtweet This. This. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Subtweet This, episode 15. We have our lovely crew here, Vanessa and Della, and our lovely guest, Conky, here. How's everybody doing today? Am I? <laughs> Definitely way more enthusiastic, but let's continue. Go I'm on. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. We have, I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> So we got the so boy with us. Excited, yes. The yes. So excited. The boy. <laughs> Can I just give a quick story about how I found Conky? Go for it. Okay. Okay. So one day on in my searching the trash hole I call Twitter, I saw a video of a man with a magnificent stash just grooving with some music. And he had like a wine shirt on. He was just grooving, like smiling. It was zooming in the stash. Like, who is this man grooving to the music? And I clicked on his page and I, I don't think you were Conky Talks yet. You were still Conky Dong, still yeah. Conky Kong. So I was Conky like, Dong, this, yeah. This man is grooving. So I went to his stream and like, he's like, all his streams, he's like standing up, grooving, dancing. He's like, damn, man, this man is metal as hell. I'm going to follow him. Then I met him in real life and his mustache was uh, actually magnificent in person <laughs> and it's so funny at twitchcon i was like hey i know you he's like i don't know you and he's like no way you know me and he was like are you delacroix i was like and then he opened yeah, his arms and i hugged him <laughs> yeah and i don't like hugging i don't like hugging it yeah i got the counter at first yeah <laughs> awkward because i was like hugging hugging people touching then i met his wife then i met his wife she was very nice your wife is very nice she's a very nice she lady. is really nice and she's 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 a g she's a g she is. She's fucking awesome. Oh, but hello. My name's Conky. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hello, Conky, and welcome. Lovely to have you on our dumpster fire of a podcast. Oh, my God. My hair looks terrifying right now. Okay. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> All right. So we have a fantastic show for you, and I'm saying this because Della started using the word fantastic, and now I can't get it out of my vocabulary. Uh-oh. So- fantastic. <laughs> so let's first talk about you, Conky. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You are on Twitch. You are a mm-hmm. streamer. And yes. you also do podcasts. I do. All right. Very cool. How long have you been doing podcasts for? I've been doing podcasts since like 2014. Oh, sweet. <laughs> really? I started off on iTunes first. In a, it, the show's still there. It's not very well audio mixed wise, but it was called Apex Kids. My fascination with podcasting came from like, I started listening to Joe Rogan like 10 years ago or some shit. Uh, back when the episodes were like in the hundreds, I started listening to more than one podcast, starting off with a gaming podcast and all this stuff. And I was like, I really like the human experience and like talking with people. And so like, that's what I was focusing on first without really knowing it, because the first podcast was called Apex Kids, which the definition of Apex is the highest point possible. So we would all smoke weed. And then we would just, <laughs> <laughs> and then we would just do a podcast. And I made like... I don't know, silly songs and shit for like different topics and everything. And then um, it was just something that I didn't uh, know that I wanted to do on Twitch. I feel like uh, a lot of people, maybe when they first start on Twitch, it's a selfish endeavor at first. 
you're like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm going to do this and people will come because I am great. It's like, no, nobody knows who the fuck you are. And exactly. nobody gives a shit. It's like no so, effort. I'll be famous. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm funny. You know, people come if I'm funny. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> so I, I streamed for two years for like pretty much no people. And then um, I stopped entirely and um, I started just becoming a viewer. And then I came back after being inspired by seeing so many like creative people on Twitch with like, how they were utilizing green screen and doing talk shows and all that stuff. And then I kind of found my like what I wanted to do. I have a few shows that I do. One is called the XP talk show, which is literally just about sharing experiences. Sometimes we go over like scientific articles and and the impact of what that could have on people um, with the expectation that we're not experts. We're just a bunch of dudes who are passionate about the human uh, trajectory into the future and, and talk about that. One's called Conky's Couch, which is way more lax, which I just started where people smoke dope and they come on the show and Hell we talk yeah. about our experiences with cannabis because everybody has their own unique experiences with it. I, I find that story to be really telling about like your perception of who you are because cannabis is one of those things where like you're very open minded and you're relaxed. So you're like more uh, engage with like the conversation, you're more inclined to be open minded and talk about the things that maybe you have problems with or something like that. The other show is uh, <laughs> turn my headphones up, which is a little bit on a hiatus <laughs> right now. But we pick an album to listen to all the way through <laughs> with the DMCA shit. And that kind of threw a big fucking fork in it because we couldn't listen to the tracks on, you know, stream and broadcast them out, even though I do edit the track so that after it's broadcasted, there's no song audio. It's just like, we're listening to a track. I announce the track and then it cuts to immediately what we feel about it. Um, but we found a loophole for that. So that is yeah. so cool. I love podcasting. I love talking with people. Yeah. I was so fucking... stoked when you guys were like, do you want to be on the show? I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I was like, I usually get conky on this show. Yeah. But I was like, we got to we got to make sure we have something to throw at conky. He's going to be able to catch and be like, yes, Brick. I know this stuff. Ambiguity yeah. is like seriously my favorite fucking whoa, thing. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. What was that word you just said? A brick? Ambiguity. Oh. Ambiguity. <laughs> a brick. Yeah, a brick. Amber. Amber. Ambiguity. Ambiguity. Don't be coming on our podcast with big words, bro. Listen, big, it's not small a big brain word. hit. That's a big brain <laughs> with Della. You want me to hit you I'm, with a small Brian, dude? I'll fucking do it. I'll fucking yeah. small. You gotta, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I love it. Come on. I don't know. I don't know words. All right. It's okay. Yeah. Ambiguity is the unknown. And that's like, oh, I fucking so love say unknown. You gotta say no, it sounds better. Words. Ambiguity sounds, better. sounds so much cooler, dude. I'm, dude, I'm using I know that big for words. like a name for something. For sure. Yeah, if I say swimming through the, the ocean of unknown, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? If I say ambiguity, you're like, what is that word? And who is this you man? You sound intelligent. <laughs> you sound like a man yeah. of mystery now. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're yeah. more inclined to speak with me. Yes. You're like ambiguity. <laughs> All right. So let's just jump right into the, the hot topic. So. One hot okay. topic I wanted to talk about because it was all over the internet and everybody was upset, especially streamer Twitter. It was the new game coming out from a, I think this is an indie developer that's going to be on Xbox, PlayStation, the PC, and other gaming platforms. And it is called Gamer Girl. And you probably wonder what Gamer Girl is. Is it about Vanessa? No. It's about you being a mod, controlling, and kind of like guiding a female streamer. The game kind of has like a dark side to it because we all know streaming can have a dark side to it because you know why? People fucking suck. And especially if you're a female streamer, you get something called creepers. And there's always the creepers mm -hmm. that come out. I or think stalkers. in this 
of stalkers. I think in this one, it's her boyfriend or something. But at the whole time, you're a mod. You are making decisions for her. So it's like kind of those retro choose your own adventure games. Remember? Mm-hmm. You know, or you're gonna tell this person go to the left, or you're gonna tell them go down the right, where it's like ninjas or something. Who knows? But a lot of backlash is coming from the game because of it being so closely tied with real life. And another streamer, a famous streamer, I don't, I can't remember her name, but maybe you guys can help me. She has a Tourette's. She's very, she's a huge. Sweet Anita. Yep. Sweet Anita. She has a stalker. And he she's has She's currently made, going through this shit right now. Yes. It's and terrifying. She's going through legal actions. This is not the first time the guy has done it. I think there's been multiple occasions where she's caught the guy and the guy was even like confronted by other people. She's restraining orders and everything and it still happened. And this game kind of is like really touchy because a lot of female streamers deal with this stuff. You get guys or moderators that feel like I control your life. You need to, you need to love me. You need to listen to what I say. And mm-hmm. it just goes on a very dark path. So with that being said, have you guys seen this game? And how do you feel about it? What do you... I already seen the trailer. I would probably play it. I don't understand what the outrage of it. And and I think it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people are connecting this to the recent like sexual assault allegations within the streaming and esports that happened, the whole like Me Too thing. And it's just like, these people were probably planning to do this game for some time. And yeah, it's inconvenient that that happens to be closely around the same time of, of the streamer Me Too movement. But that's not their fault. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, that's, it's business at the end of the day. And like, this shit happens all the time. But I, I don't understand what the big issue is from this compared to other games, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I want to hear everybody else's thoughts. I saw the the trailer to it. If anything, it looked like one of those games. Is it more to kind of put the message out there of what actually goes on? Because it looks like it's pretty accurate. So I would say like, I would definitely try it out for the fact that, you know, it's not something I would, you know, not being a streamer at all. So it'd be something completely new to me. And what I would take from it will be vastly different than, you know, what other people would do too with anyone really. Looking at the trailer though, it does look... It, it looks like those interactive movies, kind of like what's going on with like Netflix and one of that was it one of the Black Mirror episodes? It kind of reminds me of like a, a scenario thing yeah. that, that you go through, but then it kind of has like that dark side, kind of looks a little horror too. And they look at you like Doherty Explore, what should I do next? And it's like, oh, okay. So I don't know. It looks like it's on. Can you see the, the triggering signs? Point them out to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where are they? <laughs> no, I I'm, mean it's yeah. I think I think that's gonna be that's that's how it showed, right? That was part of like the gaming scenarios they were pulling up, like for the trailer. It was like, how do you want? Should I answer my text messages on my phone or whatever? Right now, it's like, yeah, no, focus on stream. Like what? Yeah. So like, I'm sure that happens, but like, I don't know. I'm more inclined. I'm inclined to agree with Gothics on this one too. It just it seems like it was poorly timed or whatever, and like. People are like, did you read the room? It's like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, they've been developing this game for how long? You know what I mean? And they're also, the the studio that did this one had a really cool game about, like, running a live talk show. 
and you get to choose like how to affect the audience members and, and stuff like that. It's like, you know, the broadcast center where you're looking at all the multiple screens with different camera angles and you can trigger events to occur and then they're acted out live by real people. Ooh, um, yeah. It was really well done from what I was seeing from like a few people who were playing it. But yeah, when it comes down to like what's going on with this, I mean, I understand why people are upset. I think it's very easy for especially and we've talked about this, but how easy it is to get swept up in the emotional reaction of it all and then just kind of like feed off of it. And people are like, I've seen some of the Twitter comments too. They're like, they don't understand that this is a reality for us. It's like, no, they do. That's why the game was even like a proposed idea. Right. Um, and with the company's history of like how they handled it from what I was seeing on their like page, like GameStop did or GameSpot did an article about like what the past games were. I'm like, this is completely in line with them. It's, it's like an adult swim, real life FMV experience. And I don't know, I think it could be beneficial to show this sort of stuff off. If it, it clues in a bunch of toxic gamers, even if it's not realistic, if it gives you an idea of like, you know, what sort of influence or what sort of online personality or like choosing to be a streamer or whatever gives you um, like the experience of that, I think it'd be valuable regardless. I think it would be fine. Yeah, I would play that. I like that he, he said that because if you think of it as streamers, there are some streamers who would do anything to entertain their audience, to keep them captivated. And that's at the same time good, but very dangerous at the same time. Because if your stream is telling you to fucking go out and do crimes, what you gonna be like, oh, I gotta do this for the content, I'm doing it for the laws. Because you gotta think of like early streamers like Ice Poseidon. When Ice Poseidon, his whole thing was just going into public and streaming, and then kind of doing some dumb things and asking people stupid questions. And yeah, but Ice Poseidon's, I don't think he's a good example. I think he's just but like no, a really... No. Well, I'm just, I'm using him as an example because you gotta remember, as a streamer, you have to keep your audience engaged and entertained at all times. We kind of fall into that whole, how can I keep it fresh? How do I not mm -hmm. fall in the same loop of doing things over and over? And at the same time, some of some streamers listen to their audience, listen to their community. So with that being said, this game, you're a moderator. You're helping this person make decisions. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's just another way men want to control women and they want to have an issue with booby streamers. It's not, it's not even about that. It's, I don't even feel it was about that. This is an actual shit that happens. There's a lot of new streamers that come on and they meet a moderator who seems very trusting. And then next thing you know, that moderator doesn't matter if male or female is telling you, oh, well, you should do this because this person is doing it. And you know, it's, look what happens. Some people build like a really close connection with their moderators and they get that trust going on and then turn to find out their moderator is a fucking actually like scumbag. I think that happened mm. with the had this happen twice. That happened with a, a bigger female streamer, um, Peach something. OST Peach or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was her that she had a moderator that was like handling her sponsorships, like all this big stuff, like a lot of shit. Turned to find out it was like a 16-year-old kid doing it. Wow. Could you imagine? You put all this is a lot about the content creator to me. I don't know. But no. Yeah. <laughs> it's the content creator and the manipulation people can have. So, well, yeah, because online persona and like the anonymity of what comes with online. But like, I mean, Gothic, you might be able person, to speak to this because this happened to you, right? Like, yeah, this happened to me twice. How did a shitty person like get into the inner circle? You know what I mean? Like, to be honest, it's very. Th so this concept, I feel, let me go back. I feel like despite all the outrage is really shining a light on like a, a big issue within streaming. And that is where moderators take advantage of streamers. And in my situation, it happened like this. 
started off streaming. And of course, because I started streaming with that very selfish mindset, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be famous, et cetera, et cetera. It's You're halfway like, there. It's a, yeah, right. <laughs> so you, you have people that it's just like, oh, let me donate, let me sub. And then that gets in your head. It's just like, oh, I never had any subs or donations up until this person showed up. So this person might care about me, right? So then that person becomes a moderator because again, I'm very naive, very stupid, not quite understanding the mechanics of how streamer culture works. And the next thing I know, I have these moderators uh, giving me opinions and suggestions on things that should be changing in my channel. And I eat it up because I'm trying to grow on Twitch. I'm trying to get an audience. So of course, I'm going to be receptive to what other people are saying. And they're giving me money, so they must know what they're talking about, right? So, And that's happened a few times where it's just like, let, let me give you one example. One of the most recent moderators that I, I'm no longer working together with, they got more upset over the fact that I took some time off from Twitch because I was killing my brand. Like they, they took more offense to me taking a break off and like were more emotionally invested in that than the fact that I it's not their channel in the first place. It's yeah. really bizarre. But yeah, that's happened to me a few times. I feel this is an educational type game. I, exactly. I really feel it's educational because there's a lot of people who think streaming is just, you turn the camera, it's all fun and games and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And the only dark side they see is what is posted on Twitter or the news. But this stuff still happens and you're making the right decision. I know some people say, oh, it's a, it could be a dark fantasy for some creepy guys. Every fucking thing is going to be a dark fantasy for somebody. You're exactly. Right. It's the way they end. You name it. It's a dark fucking fantasy for somebody because you know why? It's a video game and it allows you to choose and do what you want. Look at games like a fucking Call of Duty. We'll take Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 as example. The mission, no Russian. Russian. The mission, no Russian. You go into an airport and mow down innocent people. Do you have to pull the trigger? Yes or no? You choose. I played that one mission and I didn't shoot anybody because you know why? I thought I get an achievement. That's the only reason I didn't pull the trigger. I thought I get an achievement because it says it'll probably give me an achievement saying like, oh, honorable or something who knows but it didn't give me achievement it ended you made the choice to do that did that portion of the game get controversy yes mm -hmm. but the thing is it was shedding a light on something it's part of a story and I, I'm, I'm so sick of people sitting there and saying that um video games and movies glamorize things it's not the video games fault it's not the director's fault it's not the it's not the development team fault it's people's fault you sit there and you glamorize it. When it's in a book, when it's in a comic, it's, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah, you should read it. You should watch it. But the mm -hmm. minute it hits the movie screen, it's, this can't happen. You're glamorizing the side and blah, 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 blah. Perfect example, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey, every single mom was reading it, loving Christian Grey. Women were talking about, I want a Christian Grey to, to take me on adventures and do the things to me he's doing to that girl. The minute that came from the book to the big screen, it was... You're glamorizing BDSM. BDSM isn't like that. Blah, 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 blah. Everybody's a BDSM expert now. It was so You're stupid. Glamorizing it. it was so stupid. I have a theory on that, by the way. I have a theory. What's the theory? Let me hear this theory. What's my, the, what's the theory? my theory is that people in the BDSM community were pissed off that their hobbies were becoming mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You didn't post it on Tumblr enough? Mind you, I'm from the age of Tumblr. If you don't know what Tumblr is, it was the shithole before Twitter. Everybody <laughs> from Tumblr came over to Twitter. So you're getting upset of that. But no one understood that uh, Twilight, there was a lot of abuse going on in Twilight, but nobody messed with it. Nobody spoke about it. And I believe Saul was saying like how there was like moms talking about I would do things to, what's the werewolf? Team Jacob? Uh, Taylor Lautner or whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. like he was mostly showing like his shirt off and I, I heard it from all sorts of people. Obviously like 
girls that I went to high school with, but you would see comments and even interviews with full grown ass women in their 40s, 50s saying like, wow, I can't wait till he's legal. And there was a website showing like when he was going to be like 18, 19. And it was odd. And there was That's never so really, there was nothing ever like, oh, like that was fine and everything. But you switch that shit and the tone changes up real quick. But it was just like, it's just odd. It's, I don't, I don't know. So my question to all of you is this. If they gave the audience an uh, option to pick either female streamer or male streamer, do you think people would be upset still? Or is it because you think it's just because I, it's a it's designated of gamer girl and like you know it has that stigma of gamer girls are all this and that right. would the game still get the same type of backlash? I think gamer I think it's just like what Vanessa said with the whole like climate, like the political climate or the climate that we're in right now with Twitter with like all the sexual abuse allegations and all this stuff, and then like the title as well, like gamer girl. Like even even if you Google gamer girl, like those results are terrible. You know what I mean? Like you get like <laughs> a lot of you know twitch fails compilations pictures like the perspective even just the google algorithm has like that these people are being sexualized and like being promoted as such it's not hard to find you know what i mean like if you were just to look it up as a naive person like even just girl streamer like you're gonna see a bunch let's, of stupid ass let's shit see what comes so, up. let's see yeah i mean just do it it's seriously like i think that if they made a game where you could choose between male or female i don't think it would do I don't think people would pick the male. I, I, I don't think it would be as uh, interesting as it would be to play. Because I don't know, have you both as male streamers ever had a situation where you had a moderator try to control your stream? No. No, yeah. not yet. No. I, I feel like the, the only thing that I've ever dealt with like in terms of streaming, um, and I'm sure a, a lot of people who've gone through the whole streaming thing can, can deal with is just like the mental health aspect of it. Right. Like the the perspective that you start to adopt of like you start watching yourself like you're not actually you know seeing the world through your eyes you're perceiving it through how other people are seeing it and that changes your behavior and it's fucking jarring because like once you wake up out of that shit it's like you know right. i don't know it, it just I, it's it's like such a conflict with yourself like it, it makes you act inauthentically not yourself it's strange i think that i'm just gonna Agree with both of you again on that with even with like not streaming, it's the political climate that we're in right now. Even if you were to just put that title, everyone's just it's just a reaction. I don't think anyone's gonna even give it a second look. You know, they I can imagine people just looking at that and just straight get emotional. Nothing else comes after that. Not even to like mm -hmm. take it in or anything. Cause it seems like that's how the climate is in general now. It's reacting, not sitting and listening and I and think having a conversation. Kind of, yeah, yeah, and just having a civil conversation, which people are against, and it's very odd. So it's just, I, I think that this is a great way to kind of shed light on something that's, I would say, is largely discussed in like the streaming community. And I know that there are people that have spoken up that, you know, this needs to be talked about. And I think this is a great opportunity to put it in a game, which is the medium that people use for streaming. I just don't know what else people would want for this to kind of get out there, like for this issue to get out there. I think it's perfect for it to be in the video game way. I don't know what else, like, you know, like, let's just say female streamers want this issue addressed uh, other than this, at least to me. Uh, I, I just want to add like another like layer onto this too. Like a lot of the reaction too is associated with female streamers past experiences with traumatic events as well. And also like hearing other stories. I can understand the perspective of like this game should not be made because like it can trigger somebody's like PTSD 
or whatever. But like when it comes down to this stuff, like it just for me, like like any other video game, this is an experience and a and a perspective that I mean, maybe the the trailer does a really poor job of like sensationalizing it, but it seems like it's intentional. You know what I mean? Right. Like all of this is intentional to cause a reaction. Right. And that's that's yeah. that's what this stuff is. Like I guarantee you all of the people who are complaining about it or most of them, if the game comes out, they're going to play it. They're going to want to see what the shit is. You know what I mean? And then I think like then a retrospect of like, okay, now we can circle back and have a conversation around it cuz right now like it's just a uh, reaction, emotional reaction, which I understand cuz if you've had a traumatic event in the past and and a stress happens to you, a stimulus happens to you and your reaction is to be like this is tone deaf, fuck this game, nobody's going to play it. Like that's defensive. Like I I totally get it. I understand, you know, that reaction, but it's not conducive like you said to to conversation. Like this is going to be a unique experience. I don't think any other game has or game or whatever or FMV experience has ever done anything like this. And it couldn't be it could be one of the most relevant pieces of like video game art or whatever you want to call it, you know, because of this sort of situation. When was it supposed to release, by the way? Does anybody know? Sometime in August. I think sometime next month. September just... this month or this year. With that being said, with this game, there was a game about a guy and you're seducing women. Super seducer. So mm. in that game, I've, what I've seen, you play a guy and you go on different dates or you try to pick up women and you say things. It kind of lets you pick. You could be like a super gentleman. You could be kind of skittish and stuff. You could be a complete Chad. And when I say Chad, you're like, hey, hey girl, I got a seat for you right here. Let me just wipe it off. You could be like that. You could, you could pick those. You make those choices. Everybody loved that game. Everybody was like, it's so funny, blah, blah, blah. And um, from what I was told that the guy educates why that's wrong, you know, why you shouldn't talk to women like this. But here's the thing. So is this a game teaching men how to pick up women? It is. So it's That's the okay, intention. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So Vanessa, being a, a female, how would you feel if Saul learned all his pickup skills from a fucking video game? Well, let me tell you about a story, my friend. <laughs> Oh, good. So I actually was dating somebody at some point that literally learned a play-by-plays on how to pick up chicks by uh, picking up the the guy to seducing. There's like a there's there's literally books out on how to help guys seduce women, and he did, was doing a play-by-play. And the thing that he didn't know is that I had watched documentaries on these types of books and this culture, and so mm. I had already known a lot of like the pickup lines. So he tried doing it once on me. I'm just like, stop that shit. I'm gonna need you to act like a normal human being. I don't <laughs> need you bringing up these things from these play-by-play. I think the shit is cringe. But for someone like me who, um, has played these super seducer games, and I also have been harassed by random people and have been approached with really cringy pickup lines. I can still appreciate the art that goes behind this game. Yeah. So there's a, there's like there's games like that, and we keep yeah. coming back to this. I'm gonna keep coming back to this, the, the subject of glamorization, because you know there were other games like Postal. Postal was a game you played a postman, you just went on the killer rampage. Then you had what is the other one? Hatred. 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 Yeah. In GTA, you could be a complete scumbag if you want to. I don't know if you guys remember this classic game. I kind of love the game. Something must, something must be fucking wrong with me. There's an old Rockstar game called Manhunt. Manhunt. And yeah, Manhunt you say that. <laughs> was a snuff film. It was, it was, it was. literally a fucking yeah. snuff film. Because when you executed people, if you hold the button, the right, the kill was more gruesome. And they actually recorded. And the whole thing was 
you are part of a film that makes multi-million dollars and you're part of that. You're in that game. There's a second one. And I think you were like a, a schizo or you had two different personalities mm -hmm. and uh, you were just in the regular world. So I'm really tired of this whole thing where people say it's glamorizing X, it's glamorizing Z. Like I get that it can be very dark and traumatic for some people seeing that stuff. I've met some people that say I don't play Call of Duty because I've lived through that shit. I don't yeah. want to do that. I, I know what war is like. I don't want to relive it. I understand it and I can sympathize with that. But when right. we just constantly go out and say, oh, it's glamorizing, it's going to ruin this and that and think about what people are doing, you know. Think about the people, trauma associated with that, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you just said a veteran, right? A, that has yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder, right? That makes sense. It's, I think it's the same thing. You can't compare traumas, okay? That's one thing that like I learned myself, like you cannot compare traumas, people's perceived experiences like and how it happened and all that stuff like especially with the whole like me too movement and stuff it's like regardless of of evidence or whatever if the experience that they're sharing is authentically true and how they perceived it happening the reaction yeah or to whatever's happening is going to be even more powerful especially if it's associated with like that trauma and i'm not a fucking expert but that's just like <laughs> that just makes feel, sense to me do you feel like they just blow it out of proportion with when we have so many examples of like games and everything is just like it's just art maybe it's trying to educate us this stuff actually goes on people don't care people care more about what is the mainstream thing to be upset about if you notice if you just sit back from like social media and just observe you can tell that people go through like these trends it's like okay everybody's talking about sexual harassment and me too right now or everybody's talking about like Black Lives Matter or something related to that right now. So anything, mm -hmm. any type of uh, media or content or whatever that comes out that kind of pokes at those several subjects, you're going to get some type of crazy reaction. Because the reality is there's all kinds of crazy shit happening in the world all the time and not everybody talks about it. It's only what the focal point is for like the large majority of people. And so I don't necessarily understand why this game is pissing off so many people because like I, like I said, I'm somebody that's been stalked. I'm somebody that's dealt with this type of behavior from moderators. But again, I can still appreciate the attempt to shine a light on something like that. And to be honest, how are we going to fix an issue if we don't talk about it? Because everyone's saying, oh, we're triggered, we're triggered, we're triggered by it. But it's just like, okay, are we just going to continue that in streamer culture where moderators just kind of like interject themselves into your life and then try to control you? Because that is a thing that actually happens. So when are we actually going to start talking about it? And I think this is a good opportunity to. We're going to start yeah. talking about it when it happens to a big streamer. That's what happens when it happens to a big enough streamer where they, their moderator community becomes like so manipulated and something bad happens to them. They then is going to go, oh, well, we should change the aspect like this game is trying to do it now. We should be talking about it now. Not right. when not when bad shit goes down, because for some reason we wait till the, the bad goes down. You know, I say it in my workplace and my job field, I tell people I'm not waiting till somebody gets hurt for us to have this fucking talk. We're going to do it now. If you don't fix it now you're not going to do it at all. Right. Yeah. It's, it's simple. I would say like one thing that I don't like is when they say that, well, when people say something is being glamorized and then that it's going to affect the actions of someone who plays it. Like, oh, this is going to teach young men to be creepers or, oh, this is going to teach this person to be a killer. That I feel like there's so much these days, at least no accountability. Uh, let's just say if, um, you know, if you let your son that's underage playing Call of Duty or especially Manhunt, Everyone is going to perceive things differently. To be honest, I've played games that I wasn't supposed to play when younger. 
but I didn't mm -hmm. take it that way. Like my father got me God of War, the first one. And I remember the first time I went to get it, the guy told him, oh, there's a sex scene in here. I don't know if you want your son to get this. And I couldn't get it for like two weeks after finding out that the sex scene is optional. It's button matching. <laughs> so like, it's but it's optional. Matching. You can do it or you it don't have optional. to. So, um, so yeah. No, you gotta do it for the XP. Yeah, but the thing is like, yeah, like there's a there's an option for it, but is I see that a lot with people kind of at least with they being glamorized, blaming, you know, the actions of someone. I don't think that everyone, everyone is going to take things differently. Some people may take violence from that. I got into Greek mythology playing God of War so mm. hard. Actually helped me with some classes that I was in. And that's why I continue now to love Greek mythology. So when they say like it glamorizes something to like affect someone's actions, there's really no accountability when people kind of say that, at least to me. Agreed. So why would we rather glamorize shit that we see like celebrities doing and want to do that kind of put onto like young there's more women. money in it? But the thing is like young more women money in are, it, dude. are looking up to like like these celebrities, Kim Kardashian and all that stuff, like, oh, I want to do that. I want to be like that. On these influencers who like just put on makeup or like modify their bodies. So these young women are just like, they're going, okay, for me to be here, I have to do this. So I need to do this to get here because look at her. She's doing this and look where she's at. She's sure. So that's human nature. You're seeing, you're seeing a behavior. You're seeing a positive outcome for that. And then you're like, okay, well, if I do it too, in my own way, maybe, or copy it verbatim, like I will find success. So it's like literally streamers, like to a fucking T. Like, can I cut, can I have a scene where I zoom in on my face? Yes. Awesome. I'm glad everybody can do that. How do you make it your own? You know what I mean? Like that's the next fucking layer to that question. But like, I mean, to go back to what we were talking about a little bit with like the whole the Twitter like reaction, like glamorizing, saying this is glamorizing anything when it comes down to th this, this is going to speak a little bit bigger of an issue. But when it comes down to just how we are educated as people, nobody fucking knows what they're doing. OK, nobody knows how to react, um, like recognize what emotions are happening and why those emotions occur. There's no self-reflection. There's no conversation about that sort of thing, because in our lives, we are not allowed to do that. Nobody teaches us that shit. There's no class. Nobody gives a shit about you except yourself later on in life. You know what I mean? There's a whole like awakening thing. And I think I've talked about this before, but like your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed until you're like 25, 24. I don't know about you guys, but like in order for me to recognize me being actually conscious, like this is Steve in a body, like my actions have consequences. My conversations have consequences. I can have empathy for other people. Like I feel like I wasn't really awake until I was like 23, 24, 25. That's when you became woke? Woke. Yeah, but like when I say that, I hate the that good term. Woke, because the good kind. Yeah, the, like... The good woke. Yeah, I think woke. like the real... Well, like, again, like you assigning a word to it, it sort of dilutes the whole like experience of like being a well-rounded individual. Because when you say woke, you associate it with other bullshit. You know what I mean? Like the words... Words don't do it justice. It's literally life experience. Like, have you gone out of outside of your comfort zone to discover things about yourself, recognize the things that upset you and like why that occurs? You know what I mean? Like all of those journeys for human beings is completely different. And it's interrupted when your perception of yourself is influenced by what other people see. You know what I mean? And so like that journey could be really long for some of those people. What I saw on Twitter was a massive display of people who have unrecognized trauma and don't know how to react when presented with, you know, anything associated with it. 
that's what I saw. I was like, and then the reason why I don't get it is because I'm a fucking dude. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't have that experience. You know, my first conversation with like was Monday about like really going into like, okay, well, I don't have my mic on when I play video games because people call me a bitch and say they'll rape me and stuff. I'm like, that's fucked, dude. That's part of gamer culture. Like if somebody unmutes and they're a woman on mic, like we're talking about just playing casually Call of Duty and you present an idea yeah. of a whole game centered around, you know, like being a streamer on on Twitch and being harassed and moderating a chat. Like that is like being a gamer girl or whatever in social media exemplified with like real life examples and completely like not glamorizing, but really shining a light of the the exaggerated things that could happen. And that triggers people. So when they see that, they go, oh, well, I'll just open my fucking app, retweet this trailer and be like, this is tone deaf. This is fucked up. Nobody knows what they're talking about. But it's like, you don't know who worked on the game. And I guarantee you, there's probably a fuckload of women who were like, this is a good idea. They had to like contribute that perspective because otherwise it paints a false narrative and it's not true to, you know, what that experience is even close to. It's just an exaggeration uh, caricature of what it would be to be like a girl streaming on Twitch or wherever you're at. I think these responses are just a display of people who like haven't really processed the trauma that they've been carrying. And so the outrage that happens like... I mean, I agree with the whole Me Too movement and like sharing your story and experiences. Like that's how we get better as people. Like the human race has benefited from like stories being passed down before the whole internet thing, like sharing experience and understanding each other and having empathy. Like that's how we progress to become better people. And it sucks that these movements have to happen and it hasn't just been present, you know, like in our lives constantly so that we could be cognizant of our actions and like talk about this thing. We don't have a society that allows us to do that. So like it's being expressed everywhere. You know what I mean? Like gaming culture, wherever, like there's no fundamentals of being a human being and understanding your emotions. And like this experience happened to me. How do you feel about it? Can we talk about it? Like nobody has a consistent experience. So we're all just like, you know, thrown these devices and then we express our emotions outwardly towards people without really understanding them ourselves. That's how I feel about it. I completely agree with everything. It's, I, I like the fact that it's just like, everyone's just kind of running around right now. I'll just say like, before you go on Della, it's just like, no one knows what the fuck they're doing or what they're talking about. And to actually go through life is just having these experiences because we really don't have any structure or fundamentals to kind of go by to show us how to be decent. Even though it's something that I feel kind of like on like more of a spiritual level that you know, like you subconsciously know like what's right, what's wrong you know <laughs> but right. it's just like that ignorance of like you know well i wasn't taught this so maybe that's like not the way or what right so yeah, you won't you won't know that like we don't have the same like societal structure where like you get to do that in real life and then you're shamed for it you know what i mean that's what right. tri like old tribal shit used to be is like you ate too much food and didn't eat it leave enough for like the rest of the tribe guess what get the fuck out of here you yeah. know what i mean you're gonna follow us in the back and you're gonna get scraps like you know what i mean you get shamed for the negative behavior and that behavior has an impact on the rest of us. You know what I mean? That, that doesn't happen. Instead, it's like, let me find this tweet from 10 years ago when you were a completely different fucking person. You know what I mean? And then show it to everybody and be like, listen, he's a fucking asshole. Like, no, no, no. That was 10 years ago. I was an asshole, 100%. Like, if you find... Dude, if I had access to Twitter when I was like 16, 17, 18, I would be canceled easily. I was just a cancel... I was just a fucking toxic douchebag asshole. 
Yeah, that, that just, I, I feel that's, like everybody that was my at life. that age was. Yeah. But not everybody can fucking admit it because you have a lot of streamers that don't want to admit they're, that they used to be toxic and they're afraid that their dirty laundry is going to come back. But that's and that a fear. That fear, though, is, is with everybody. You have to accept that we, as a society, have to accept no one is perfect. No one. Sad to nobody's say, talking no about it. Nobody's no one, talking about that. You know what I mean? fucking afraid. Like you said, there's women probably that like, I agree with this game. I the, This game is going to shine a light and stuff. But those women don't want to say anything because you know what's going to happen? You're going to have the far, far radical feminists go, you don't agree with women's rights. You're the reason men do this. You're the reason blah, blah, attack and destroy. That's what happens. Yeah. You see it with the black community. Vanessa says, Oh, well, I don't agree with some of the stuff Black Lives Matter made. Listen here, Uncle Tom, Coon, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what happens. We would rather tear each other apart because it's like, look, we all agree on X, so everybody does too. If you're X and you're not agreeing with X, you're the problem. I think that's an issue right. in itself by assuming that certain people, women, Black folks are supposed to think the same. And, and th that, like, freaks me out. I don't understand how we ever got into the business of doing that. Like, but mm -hmm. as far as me being a woman in this game, I think we should give it a shot instead of just like tearing each other down because w we want to give it a shot in the first place. And the thing is, is I don't want to get into the business of policing what type of content can be creative. Like, like mm -hmm. this movie can be made, but not this movie. This game can be made, but not this game. Because if we think about like horror movies, for example, there are lots of horror movies that don't end in happy endings. And, and like, we're fine with those. And, and they yeah. can have, you know, perpetuate like some of the worst things about a human being and nobody bats an eye. But for some reason, when it comes to games like this, now all of a sudden it's like, this is gonna encourage this type of behavior. I don't think it's fair to put that responsibility on a game developer and say like, you are responsible for how people consume your content. No, right. I'm responsible for what I say. I'm not responsible for what you interpret. That's, that's the big thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Compared to like eating food, it's you, what you eat is going to, is how you consume it is how, how much of you consume is how much is going to, you're going to take in and stuff. And you know, it's funny that you spoke about like horror movies because I remember very, Twisted film, there's a couple. Um, you ever saw the Spit in Your Grave series? I did oh. not. Okay. If you watch Spit in Your Grave, it can be extremely like triggering. They made not one, not two, but three fucking movies. Spit in your grave. If you guys want to watch it, if anybody listening, watching, if you guys want to watch it, I'm gonna tell you it is very very rough to watch it was very rough and it came out in american it's not like some foreign movie that came out it was an american film that was in theaters i saw the movie in theaters this movie was in theaters mind you all right as dark as that movie is there's like an additional uncut version of each movie and that was back in the times like still early 2000s but nobody was making a big scene nobody was saying like this movie has to be stopped you didn't hear none of that the reason mm -hmm. i can say that because I said the name of the movie and then he was like, it didn't ring a bell. It was like, Spain your grave, yeah. I never even heard of it. There's another a European film called the Serbian film. That movie is fucked up. That movie is something that's like, some people can't even finish watching it. Some people can't because it's so messed up. There's so many movies out there that's so messed up that, we, that people sit there and go, I can't watch it because of this. So why can't yeah. you be the same way with video games? I can't play this video game because of this. I choose not, it's not to. There's no honesty with the conversation is what it is to me. Like when it comes down, again, like, 
I don't know. I feel like we could talk in circles about this, but like what we're seeing is like a symptom of what the underlying issues are. When everybody get, keeps talking about the same thing and like there's no like the symptoms of, of um, like, uh, and I can't really speak on this, but like for, for the Black Lives Matter movement, right? There's a lot of like police brutality and all this other shit. And like, I'm like, okay, we keep talking about these things, but like and, and addressing them is very difficult. So like, what are the fundamental things that like we know are fucked up? And I'm like, okay, well, this is from a documentary in 2014, but like before the war on drugs, the police were solving 90% of the murders that were committed. That dropped to 65% because of the war on drugs, the focus on narcotics and, and putting away abusers or uh, people who uh, use substances, illegal substances. So what, what that does, what the war on drugs did was like it incentivized the numbers game. The more arrests you get, the, the higher you get up into the bracket and the more you'll become like a prestigious officer, you'll be in control of the department, whatever it is. So then the militarization of the police happens. And then the slowly but surely, the police are seen more and more as the oppressors, the people who are putting away people who need help, who are using substances and filling in prisons. And then the prison system, the private prison system, which incentivizes <laughs> imprisoning people. Like there's just a bunch of nonviolent drug users. We have more, we have one in four people in the world that are in prison in America. Like these are fundamental issues. So you're talking about like, okay, so where does that, when did, when did that happen? Well, the government made those laws. You have to enforce laws as a police officer. What's the path of least resistance? I arrest the person who's smoking a joint on the fucking corner and put them away for 10 years. And I have an arrest under my belt. I can do that again in another four hours. You know what I mean? Like there, there's fundamental issues. And a lot of it, I think is just mental health, unaddressed trauma. And like people don't know how to have conversations around it because they were never taught that. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it keeps coming down to, to me. It's just like, it's just, yeah, sorry. So it's funny that you said that. It's funny that you said that because it could lead into, it leads into our next topic with political correctness. But I do want to ask you a question, Conky. You said you can't talk about Black Lives Matter. You said it's not your place to speak about it. You said something along that lines. Oh, it's like, for me, like, I can't really yeah. share the experience. Being a, you know? being a black man. But do you feel like you can't even speak about it? Like anything like? No, no, no. I can talk about it. But I always okay. set the expectation that like my life experience doesn't align with like, like, I don't have the same trauma. I don't have the, okay. the perceived things. Like the closest I ever got was getting pulled over with weed in my car. And I got away because I was white. You know what I mean? Like okay. I, I have like positions of privilege that I've been in. All right. You know, where I know I've gotten away because I was a white person. You know what I mean? I thought I just thought you saying it's like, oh, it's not my place to speak on it because I am not a black man, and because yeah, I, that's that maybe I said it me. wrong because it's like fucking. It, we no. started talking at like ten thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. But no, that kind of annoys me when people say like, it's not my place to really speak about it. It's like, why is it not your place? Like, you want to yeah. understand, right? Is your place because you want to understand what is going on. But this, right. let's just move on. But we want to get into being politically correct on. Right social media stream platforms and, and uh, being a podcast. Uh, so you do a podcast and do you find it very hard that you have to like find a way to avoid being politically like PC at times, you know, like it's like a thin line you kind of walk. Um, not really. Like, I think it's just all about setting expectation and intention. Like that's the hard part. Like when it comes down to speaking, I really don't like that anybody thinks they have the authority to speak on anything simply because they stream. So like I always I'm setting expectations before I share an opinion. And I think this should be like a standard practice for a lot of people, because again, like out of context, like if somebody comes in without without context and I and I say that, like you should be supplementing vitamin D, you know what I mean? Because vitamin D is related to 
Like they found they found papers directly correlated to people's vitamin D deficiency and how susceptible or how severe the symptoms are for coronavirus. The main thing for like vitamin D is that it's like essential for DNA repair. Like if I just say those things without the expectation of like, listen, I'm not a fucking expert. I've just read about these things. I vaguely remember them in a podcast. So take everything with a fucking grain of salt. Okay. And then I explain it. Like that's a, a completely different fucking tone. Cause then it doesn't sound like I know what I'm talking about. You know what, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I, even me, like, I feel like I know, but I, I don't fucking know. I'm always learning shit all the time. So like, I have to be humble about that. If I start saying, I know I need somebody to fucking smack me in the face. Cause that shit, <laughs> there's no way, there's no fucking way. Like I could just see facts, look up the information and I can relay that information. But again, take it with a grain of salt. I'm a fucking dude on the internet with a mustache. And you, because I say it confidently, people are like, yes, Steve, yes. I know what you're talking about. It's like, no, I don't even know what I'm fucking talking about most of the time. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm going to listen to this man with the mustache because you know why? He has a mustache. Yeah. So wait, yeah. I have a question. So you said that you don't really have, you know, to to watch what you say in regards to like cancel culture and, and your and your podcast. But I want to know, have you felt like a shift in like social media in general where you feel like maybe you have to think a little bit more before you post something do you feel like there's a little bit more pressure in regards to like how people react to things online well specifically for twitter i mean you have 240 characters right so like if i pose a question like i remember i post I, I usually mute the thread that's my first thing is i post a question i mute the thread and then i check in on it every so often so i'm not like glued to my phone because ignorance is bliss to a certain degree i'm gonna have I, to do I, that i, I, I like that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you just post it, mute the fucking thread and then like just like let it go cuz like when it comes down to I mean, I agree with um the the subtweet this like perspective of like engaging in conversation and not participating in outrage culture. Like I think that's super important, but like the the hard part about it is like okay, if somebody is talking about me, like do I engage? Like I don't think that's I don't know. Like, that's really hard because you have to like, if it's outrageous claim, right? Like you should be able to defend yourself, but that's, this isn't a public discourse. You know what I mean? What social media it is, what social media is for Twitter. You have 240 characters. That's not enough fucking time to like express your ideas. Like do a video, get into a DM, like engage in conversation and be fucking brave. Stop hiding behind the anonymity of like the ease of being able to do something and then with no repercussions, let go of it. It's and not so big I word think again. <laughs> I think like the dangerous part about it, like with social media is like you invest too much emotion into the conversation. And then you somehow like, like I posted a question, like, do people really think we need to remove the police? And I just muted the thread and I came back and I had somebody who literally accused me of like, you are diminishing the words of black women who have proposed the idea of abolishing the police. And I'm like, bro, literally, I don't know how you pulled that out of there. And then I was like, I called them out on it. And then another person completely unrelated, <laughs> like comes into the conversation and is like, I was like, whatever you're doing right now, like you, you do realize that you took a narrative, you formed a narrative about like who I am as a person, and then put that perspective and labeled me like put it on me and didn't even engage in conversation. And then uh, the second person who was unrelated, I was like, have, I agree with the points, the perspective that you've shared, but I don't agree with how you presented it. Cheers. And then somebody like 
commented below it's like sounds like you're upset i'm like dude you're literally adopting like how your feelings onto me like i don't need to deal doesn't with that. that very concept frighten the hell out of you like the fact that people can t take what you say and then like manipulate it so it fits their narrative and then in their head that seems very logical like they just pull out yeah. you know certain things and i'm like i feel like i got it i got into it with somebody um on twitter the other day where uh they they quoted something that candace owen said and i was just like could you show me the video where she said these things and, and the person said that she supposedly said that you know throw True. jews into the oven that's what they said and i was like could you show me the video of where this person said this and the video that they were referencing she did not say this at all so i'm just like you need to be careful with like your words when you twist things like that because you think and because it, it feels like they're saying are two totally different things from what was actually right. said and i think when we get into the business of like specifically with like the black lives matter thing where people are marching for equality and stuff and, and you know obviously we got some shit wrong going on with law think about this for a second you are attacking somebody online be and twisting their words and not giving them an opportunity to you know explain themselves would you want that type of system to be in the courts where we just like totally disregard what somebody says not hear them out manipulate their words like that doesn't make any sense right. it seems very counterintuitive I agree. Yeah, I think like a lot of it again, like it's just an Im it's a immaturity in the aspects of exploring your emotional stability and like who you are as a person. And like, I can say you can't do this and, and all that, but like, I can't control that. And I've accepted it. You know what I mean? The mantra is control what you can control. So live your fucking life, knowing that you are doing everything you can for the positive of whatever it is you're doing for yourself and the people you can affect. Right? And then whatever comes with that, fuck them. Because like, there's literally no productiveness that could happen from that unless they're willing to come on here and have a conversation with you and talk it out. Like that's, that's the whole thing. Like we can't fucking communicate through 240 characters. I can't respond video to video. I'm not going to spend the time. I don't know you. You, you know don't what I mean? Know like, me. You don't even know who I am. Who gives a fuck? Oh. Like, you're li I, like if, I put the, if I put a tweet out, and I simply ask a question and somebody's like, you're diminishing black voices. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yo, like, I didn't even, I didn't, I just asked, I literally asked, you know what I mean? Feel free to answer. But like, as soon as you start pushing something, a, a basically what that tells me is the question causes a reaction emotionally. Like, this means you're this. This means yeah. like, you are literally trying to win. And that's not what a conversation is. That's not what answering a question is. Trying to win diminishes the whole idea. Like, it's the reason why we're so fucked up as a country in terms of, like, coming together and trying to understand things is because people are trying to fucking win. They're trying to win in the polls. They're trying to win in debates online. They're trying to win in their own life. Who gives a fuck? After that conversation's done, dude, you feel great? Great. Awesome. I bet you're going to try to find somebody else to like get points on as well. Yeah, you're in a perpetual that? state of being starved of actual conversation and just fucking outrage. And that, that endorphin drip of like that will eventually burn out when you fucking cool. die trying to vote for Trump for some stupid bullshit because you're defending your stuff in a stand. That actually no happened with me. Well, I actually put a status on Twitter, just talking about how I'm disappointed that people can't have a civil conversation and that we're better than that. You would think that there's nothing but positive from that. Someone actually wrote back, tweeted back saying, oh, fuck respectability. 
Um, yeah, I saw that. And, I'll be, and, and I was just like, and then you look at it, you're just like, then there's no point in like talking to you then. Like, right. I, I, I don't get that. And then like, they just responded more with, with anger. And I feel like that's just the theme now is to be angry. It's like, I'm yeah. justified in being angry. So everything that I say or do that's disrespectful, it's, it's okay. And that's the part that's not okay with me. It seems like it's going on more with Twitter than anything else. But it's just like having that anger, everyone just having that anger right now is justified. And I just, I can, that's something I can never agree with. You know, I made a, I made a tweet and I posted, I said, uh, cancel culture is pretty much death to freedom of speech because at the end of the day is you just want to just shut everything down. And we're afraid of the government taking away our freedom. All, all we hear is the government is going to take this away. The government is going to stop. This. No, we're doing it for them. No, we're doing, we're doing definitely. it definitely. The government is not sitting there going, oh, they said that word. This is take that word out of there. You're doing everything for the government. You're doing it all for them. Don't worry about the government taking away your freedom. You're doing it yourself. That, that's all I have to say with that. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, so you'd ask a simple question and to get told you're, you're silencing black women's voices. Like, where's that come from? Why are we in this mode where we just look at words and it becomes like the Da Vinci code? Or did you, well, they did don't you, know you. It, it's pretty much the Da Vinci code because like, I can, I can sit there and go, today is hot. Somebody's going to sit there and go, it's hot for everybody. Will you ask all these people in Africa that's hot every right. day? It's like, what did I say that? It tells so much about this. that person. You know what I mean? Like, it says so much when you read something like that and your initial reaction is to attack or like, and if you don't even see it as an attack, that's even worse because you're swimming in the bullshit and don't even realize you're breathing it in. You know what I mean? Like, and that it's especially you know, now that we're all stuck at home and, and we have to consume this shit constantly and the con the amount of like police brutality videos and people getting kidnapped off the street, like I'm fucking mad a hundred percent, but like I can internalize that, recognize it and then like reflect on it and, and be like, okay, well, why am I mad? Because it's unjust. It, it, it interfe I think like we can all agree that the pursuit of happiness is something that everybody should be fucking doing, being able to do. And if you're not allowed to do that, what are the things in the way that prevent that from happening? You know what I mean? It's fucking poverty. It's racism. It's coronavirus. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of things, but like everybody gets so uh, caught up in the symptoms and they're like, what can I do? And then yeah. they just fucking keyboard the shit out of their computer until they like feel better about it. I'm like, just step away, dude. Take that anger. I'm in the best shape I've ever been because I've been so fucking mad. Hey, that's good. Like that's, you have Every time to do I'm it. angry, I do one push up. Dude, I've been rollerblading. That's been helping a lot. Like I've just been, it's you, t you have to use that. And I'm, I know I don't come off like this, but I used to be a very, very, very angry person. Very angry. I was in a metal band for a long time. I was a drummer. I broke a lot of things. I never punched walls. Because my name's Steve, not Kyle. I'm just kidding. That was a terrible <laughs> joke. That's a terrible joke. I know a lot of Kyles, and they're very nice. They don't do that shit. But anyway, a very angry individual, and that's a very powerful card for a lot of people, I feel like. And you need to use that. You can use aggressiveness and anger for positive outcomes. You can you know, do the research behind what's going on in your own local states and, in fact, locally, you know, what you can do. You can't control seeing a video of like somebody getting kidnapped off the street in, o in Portland, Oregon and expect to like be able to directly affect it unless it's a you know donation amount or or a, a petition and the the question 
I don't think really gets asked by anybody other than the people who have done the self-reflection and understand, you know, themselves much is like control what you can control. And that's the best way to move forward from it. You know what I mean? The thing that I notice is that the most people that interact will, will lead with emotion first and they're very aggressive. I feel like those people, when you're so angry and you're so focused on like, you know, just how you feel about the thing that you're, you know, reading or viewing on Twitter. It's like your mind gets clouded where you can't actually identify the actual issues in like the mm. video or the thing that somebody's saying. And I got the same shit. Like day one of riots, I asked the question, like, how how is robbing a, a 70 inch TV going to help Black Lives Matter? And I got so much shit for it. And it was just the question yeah. because it's an honest question. How does it help us? Is it perpetuating the stereotypes right. that Black people just like to steal stuff? You know, like, we don't think about how we're going to be perceived. We only think about like, how dare you ask this question at a time right. like this? But you understand by like posing that question, like you're, especially during a time of outrage, like you're going to elicit that response. So like, I mean, I'm not saying don't post right. stuff like that. I'm just saying like, you know what to expect. That's where you fucking post that right. shit. You mute the thread and then you view this stuff. And then like, you get a good workout in after you revisit it. I think that I mean? was or my like my that. thing. I should have muted the thread. I usually I just post something and then I just let it roll and just, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to mute it next time. Cause that's like, that's the other thing. It's like, especially not to get so much into like BLM, but um, no, 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 espe okay. especially now with like a lot of videos popping up of like, Oh, here's another police brutality thing, or here's this thing that happened in correlation to the protest. It, Good example, Nick Cannon, how Nick Cannon said that crazy shit about white people and the anti-Semitic stuff. What the fuck did he say? What, what did he do? I now? listened to that and it was really hard to like follow for me. Like basically he, he was equating like behaviors for certain individuals like are more aggressive because we used to be animals or some shit or close to specifically it or like about that. white people specifically yeah. about white people and then had some choice words to say about the jewish community and what i find interesting about that is like those two things are very terrible to say about any human being we would hold any other race accountable to the same standards like you just don't say that about another person if the tables right. were in reverse and it was a white person talking about how black people are more animalistic and less than we would be having a much different outcome but again going back to how you're so emotionally riled up and your brain is clouded with the important details a lot of people in the black community aren't looking at the things that nick cannon said as an actual bad thing they're actually mm. praising him for it and it's just like we need to be able to have honest conversations with ourselves all outrage aside i understand the world's crazy right now but we need to be able to identify when someone is being racist regardless of what they look right. like I just think people just go into tunnel vision. It's just like, I am mad. I'm going to stay mad. And anything else you say against is just going to make me more mad. Because yeah. I, I, well, get, I get like that a lot. Because I, I can tell you, Conky, you, you said you're a different person. You went from angry to a calm, chill dude. I am just constantly angry. I am in a natural state of anger. Like somebody asked yeah. me, how do you stay energized without um, coffee or anything? It's like, I am always pissed off about something. Because I could find, I could literally pick things and get annoyed at him. Why? Yeah. Because I don't know. But I'm not sitting there going on the internet going to and looking for fights. I feel like some people go on the internet and look for a fight. Oh, that's like, 100% the they, case, man. That, that's how they channel their anger. They literally go onto Twitter and find something and go, this, this is what I need to fight. I don't know this person behind the screen. All I know that I have to fight them and I'm going to win this fight. And anything they say, yeah. at the end of the day, I am right. And because so they're trying to win, that's what they're trying to yeah, do. And that's the thing it. is, 
there's so many other fucking idiots that back them on it. And when you have idiots who follow another idiot, they're going to sit there and go, I am right. And then one, one person with a brain that says, well, you're actually wrong, all the idiots attach them. And I'm going to keep right. saying the word idiots because that's how you look. You look like a fucking idiot when you don't know what you're talking about. I think it's just about. ignorance. I think a lot of it has to and do with stupidity. just like, again, well, stupidity, I think, plays a huge role in some cases. Like The Daily Show was doing like interviews with people at like a Trump rally. And yeah. the one dude who's like, where was Obama when 9-11 happened? Like, what the fuck kind of question is that? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like what? he was probably in college. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Saw that. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that, and, yeah. just, and it was it was funny. It was so like it is funny, but it's also scary because that man is in line to vote. You know what I mean? And he's exactly. not the only person there who thinks that shit. I, I really think like the the emotionalness can definitely like drive you forward blindly. But like again, we're talking about when we're talking about education. I'm not talking about stupid individuals. I'm just talking about like people who don't have the life experience or understand that like when a stimulus happens, you control how you react to it. And like processing those emotions and everything should take time, especially if your like initial reaction is like, oh, what is my phone? Like that shouldn't be your initial reaction. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't have your phone, what would you do? You would adopt it. You would be real mad about it. And then like maybe you would come to some sort of conclusion as to why you were mad. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen because we have this thing that we feel like we will get attention from. Like you'll get likes and, re and that perspective gets reinforced and it could be incorrect. You know what I mean? There's no downvote button on Twitter. You know what I mean? It's either nobody pays attention to you or everybody fucking likes it. And you can't be like, well, let me interject with a... You know, you can't fucking let me, do let that me make sense. on Twitter. Let me make sense of what you're saying. Because if you try to make yeah, yeah. sense, you're the problem. You're agreeing with them. Vanessa Vanessa challenges the question like, well, well, what about this? Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're trying to silence our voice. It's like, no, I'm asking the fucking question. And, it, and I right. feel like I, I do agree with what you're saying. I feel like because we have this little handy dandy phone right next to us we could sit there and go i'm angry my anger just goes out to it if right. you took the time and say like wait let me just put my anger aside for a second let me just calm down then go to that maybe you have a different outcome but the, i think right now everybody's just like i'm mad you could be productive Done. yeah i agree i think like that's what it is like that's the ease of access to all of this shit you know what i mean like if a child can operate an iphone it's it's just thrown into your hands and if you have the I don't know, you're, you're, you create the behavior, right? So like the path of least resistance for emotional ejection is going onto your phone and, and typing out something without physically being involved. Like that groove, that pathway in your brain for doing that, like your initial reaction when you get mad may be, you know, go for your phone or open up Twitter, which is probably already open on a tab. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you're, you create those pathways of least resistance as far as like combating them. I mean, this podcast is a great way of doing it for people who choose to. That's the thing. They have to choose to participate in the conversation right. and want to be involved in it. And that's the hard part. You can't force anybody into it. And I think like, you know, again, the clash of like what the old perspective and the new perspective is, is like, it's all five minute snippets on, on the internet uh, or five minute snippets on the news, like in TV. It's headlines on Twitter and Reddit without reading the articles. Like there's... <laughs> The path of least resistance. You put all the information in the in the headline. You don't read the article. You don't even fucking know what's in there. It could be like man slays women who's 14 years old or whatever. And then they're talking about a video game or some shit inside there. Like you don't know. You don't fucking know exactly. most of the time.
So people are going to take the path of least resistance and like the more conversations that happen as a result of like that, like this one we're having right now, I think it'll benefit people in the long run. I was actually just going to ask you, like, do you feel like the way that people are very reactionary right now, do you feel like it's going to get better at some point or we're just going to just spontaneously combust as a bunch of angry people on Twitter? Um, I think it's already getting better, like, to be honest, because really? it's not just Twitter. Like, it's not just Twitter. I think like during the ebbs and flows of what we're going through in society, just remember this shit is 16 years old or less. Social media, internet, right. all this stuff. The fact that we're all on a fucking Zoom call right now. If I told you 10 years ago you were going to be doing this shit, you'd be like, fuck you, dude. No way. There's no fucking way. You're going to see people continue to use this stuff improperly without the proper education. When I say proper education, I mean, we. I would love to see, I don't know, a fucking social media class, a, a understanding of human outrage, a cancel culture class. I would. I would love to see an interest in people sharing like what mob mentalities are tribalism like all of the things that i figured out or not figured out but like choose to listen to podcasts read articles and all that stuff after i had gotten out of school like that should have just been part of the education system it needs to be this is not like like the internet is not it's a fucking utility if you don't have the internet you are an extremely disadvantaged you know, individual in terms of knowing your surroundings, access to information, all that shit. Disadvantaged like, and lucky because you don't have to see half the shit that goes on there. See, you say lucky, but like, honestly, I mean, dude, this is, this is what you're talking about is the ability to find out literally anything, but you choose the path of re the, the social media aspect, right? Right. But you can Google yeah. whatever you want. Like you can find that shit. You can watch documentaries. You can have these conversations. You can find podcasts. There's a lot of really good stuff on here. And it's so like everybody who's so emotionally angry gets swept up uh, or angry, upset, whatever it is um, in the ebbs and flows of, of streamer Twitter, Twitter in general. Like it's so easy to focus on the extremes and you forget all the gray area because like we're in the adolescence of the Internet and people are still figuring out how to fucking do this stuff. And really what it is, we're seeing people fumble around with it like this is experimentation. People don't know how to use this shit still. They were given the fundamentals of how the platform works. It's easy to use. And this is how I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it for emotional, you know, outrage, conversations, attacking, whatever it is. Like you can choose to use Twitter however you'd like with the fundamentals. That's the thing. The tools are the same for everybody. There's no difference, right? Uh, one exception. The algorithms, depending on how you engage, like it's more inclined to just show more terrible shit exactly. for you. Exactly, yep. Which... Leads us to the question of like, well, is this an education thing or is this like a business problem with the algorithm is giving us things that like, you know, are upsetting us like it's adapting to how we operate. So we need to be understanding of that and just accept it. You know what I mean? We can't change that, can we? I think that I that kind of goes back into I think it goes it falls into like education. Like back when I went to school or at least with Saul, like he took a debate class and you know, there are other classes that teach you about like conflict resolution. That was one of the things that I learned when I was a kid. So it's just like with with times changing and 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 social media becoming an integral part on how we as humans communicate with each other, I think it we should have something in place where we 
talk about social media, how to interact with social media, and also educating people on algorithms. Because like, like I said, a lot of the things that I'm seeing on my feed are, on my feed are drastically different from what I was seeing a few months ago. And that's because I took the time to go out and look for that alternative content. And now that's all what I'm being shown is that alternative content. So sometimes it's like, you know, if we talk about Black Lives Matter for a second, it's just like, oh, this person over here um, had got into a fight with protesters. What do you mean? That didn't exist. Well, I know it exists because I go out of my way to look up that other content and the algorithm accommodates me to continuously show me the extra content that nobody's talking about. So I feel like we need to have some type of class on social media, understanding that algorithm is still a thing and, and that's going to play a big role in the content that we get pissed off about all the time. And also like how to, how to approach people online, how to, how to do conflict resolution. And I feel like a lot of people feel when they go online, it gives them a free pass to say whatever they want to say. And then that's it. It's over and done with. And I don't know if we're ever going to get to a place where we can have actual teachable moments for people about social media until we acknowledge that there is this big elephant of the room, which is cancel culture. And there are lots of people that are for cancel culture, no discussion. We don't talk about the after effects, like the mental effects that people go through, you know, the trickling effects of like people losing their jobs and stuff, which by the way, is not something that really happens all that often in real life. Like, yeah, you say something inappropriate, your boss is going to get you canned, but now it's other people pressuring your boss to get you canned. I don't think that's right. Or also like proactively, like, you know, oh, this shit have to happen like a couple of years ago. I'm not, I didn't talk about it, but now it's being talked about. So now I have to defend myself sort of thing. Like, that's not right. I think it's important when that stuff comes up, like you can acknowledge it like an adult and, 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 you know, be like, Hey, this did happen. Like, but you know, I've gone through therapy. Like there's the ability to become a better person, I think is like not even in the perception of that. They'd rather not be associated with like the person and 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 all that but like i don't know man it's just i think education is probably like the biggest opportunity we have and i mean opportunity for i mean just the country in general education and healthcare like those are the two things and health i don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks mental health is physical health yes. like you yes. will yeah i don't get it i don't fucking get it like how we have all of this conversation happening um but we don't have like ways to be taken care of mentally and, and we're left up to our own vices, which is so fucking dangerous and the expensive system we put in place. So like me personally, I think that the, the, the issues we're seeing all right now is a repercussion of not being able to take care of our own, you know, human beings in our own country, mentally, physically, and educating them properly around it. Like that's, I really think that's like the biggest thing. Like, where do you go from there? Like, how can you force education? There's going to be an entire generation of us who don't know how to handle things emotionally. And they're going to be adults. That, you know what that's I mean? terrifying. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. It like, terrifying. imagine the future being, is fucked. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, we can't even come into an, a common understanding. Everybody's discussing the symptoms of what's going on, but they're not looking at the fundamental issues and addressing those. And that's how we go forward, like, better. There's no solve for it. It's a multifaceted issue that causes a splintering of, like, everybody. There's no, there's no common ground to be found. We all forget that we have, like that we're all human beings and we have something like if I, I don't know, one of, one of my favorite like things to think about to recenter myself is that one of my happiest moments that I've ever had in my entire life experience. And it's something simple. It's when I was really little, we had a giant half a football field backyard and 
I would sit on my dad's lap while he was mowing the lawn with the ride-on mower. And he would let me pull the, push the the thing to go faster. Cause, and the only reason why I knew that is because there was a tortoise and a rabbit they used for symbols on this lawnmower. And so I push oh. it up. And then I remember having this giant fucking smile on my face. And I'm like, that moment right there that like I have, like everybody has those. Like everybody has a moment like that. Everybody has like a happiness, like pure bliss, just like nothing in the world. But that moment matters. Everybody fucking has that. And it gets so easily muddied and lost with all the emotional turmoil of like life experience. You become so fucking calloused um, and, and you absorb so much negative energy online. You forget that we're all fucking human beings living each other's lives dip slightly differently. And, and you're just like left with the fact that like, Oh, it's just me selfish endeavor. I want to fuck everybody up with my words. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. It just like, it, it just seems like there's no emotional exploration and understanding of self. And that's like what's ultimately going to pull us out of this. If there's like some sort of, I mean, psychedelic revolution is what I would call it, you know? Let's start it. <laughs> it's, it's funny. That's when you said like, you know, the backyard and everything. I'm like, somebody going to sit here. And if you was opposed on Twitter and say that part, like, oh, you were privileged enough to have all that nice True. stuff. It's crazy. I acknowledge it, but it's like you're- You you're just also... got short. You just got short. What's going on here? What, what are you doing? Lowering my desk. <laughs> Look at this fancy guy. Wow. I was standing for a little bit. Oh man, we get close to the to the to wrapping up too. You know, we are. Oh, shit, yeah. we are. You were getting yeah. comfy, yo. Yeah, I was getting comfy. Yeah. He was about he's about to start diving in, but the, the staff I was like, we're about to and wrap it up, man. Yeah. You know? I just saw what time it was. I was like, shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Conky, thank you for coming on the show. By the way, this was fun. Of course, this was good. I, yeah. I would love to have you back if you'd like to. Of course. All right. Fuck good. Yeah, dude. All right. Fuck yeah. yeah. Good. Sounds good. Who, who wants to close out the show? Are you want to do it again, babe? Uh, yeah, sure. That wraps up episode 15. Actually, Conky, once you want to plug in your information where everyone can find you at? Yeah, um, I am on uh, twitch.tv forward slash Conky Talks and twitter.com um, forward slash Conky Talks. Um, I take live phone calls while playing games um, to try to dissolve the barrier between chat and myself so that we can talk about whatever you'd like to. I'm a fucking open book. I will openly admit you know, I'm not an expert and um, give you my opinion if you'd so like or just share my personal life experience with you. I am you. You are me. We're all living each other's lives. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I like that. I like that shit. All right. Thank you so much for that. As always, we're going to have our information, of course, below in links. Everyone want to say their goodbyes? Bye. I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.